My name's Adam Ziccarelli. Maddie Hansen. And uh, today's special uh, special episode is going to be a hot topic. We named it after uh, basically anything hot. Hot situation. Yeah, it's the CONCACAF 2020 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Round one. It's going to be starting soon. The group's released today. Canada's placed in Group B. Um, what do you think about the group? If they don't walk away from this group with 40 goals for and zero against, I don't think they did their job. Yeah, but it's going to be more of a mix. I think Herdman's going to start transitioning in younger guys, different guys. They're not going to go with their starting 11 against teams that are ranked 200th in the world. We have a group that is made up of Canada, Suriname, Bermuda, Cayman Islands, and Aruba. Now, what, are, these, what are the ranks? G- name the ranks off of each team, because this so, is ridiculous. So we have Canada ranked at 73. Obviously, it should be a lot higher, but at the same time, they're 73. That's what it is. We have Suriname at 141. We have Bermuda at 168. We have Cayman Islands at 193. And Aruba <laughs> comes in at 200. Now, these this is out of 210 teams, right? Canada's the only team that is in the top 100. These other teams, there's why are they even in the tournament? Why are they even here? This is a walk away for, for Team Canada. They should have, like Adam said, 40 goals for is not out of the question. Zero goals against, not out of the question. It's going to take something spectacular for, for another teams, team to score. For any team to score against them. And if they let a goal in, it's, it's an embarrassment. Honestly. And I think, honestly, even if you put a lineup of just CPL players, mm-hmm. just Canadian Premier League players, you should be able to still win this tournament. Yeah. It's four games, two home, two away, mm-hmm. right? They should have no problem winning mm-hmm. like you could put college players on the field and they should be able to beat those teams yeah right it, it, it's it's a it's a joke but at the end of the day they got to win the four games yeah right through minimum three the last game against Suriname um it, it's going to come down to the last game probably I, I don't see them losing to any of the other teams as well but Canada should still win maybe five six nothing against them mm-hmm. right and especially if they play their European players right if you have your top end talents there's no problem yeah right so we're going to have, what are we thinking? Are we thinking the top end guys like Davies, David, Osorio are going to be starting every game? How are they going to be in the games? Are they going to be involved at all? Or Well, if I if I were John Herdman, yeah, I'd, I'd want to go and slaughter every team. I think if, if they're not winning um, by a huge margin, they've, they've, really, they've really failed. Um, I think, yeah, I think they need to slaughter every team. Okay. There's no, there's nothing to get around it. You got to prepare yourself to play the bigger games. Um, ultimately, if they finish first in their group, they're going to be playing against the winner of Haiti's group, Heidi, Haiti, Haiti, Haiti. Um, they're going to be playing them. They, that's the team that eliminated them from the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were up two nothing. They ended up losing three two. It's a game they shouldn't have lost. They out, they outplayed, they outplayed them the almost the entire game. They just collapsed on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of shot themselves in the foot. But uh, they should be able to beat them as well. Like, yeah. you're basically preparing for that game. It's a yeah. home and away game. We and were discussing kind of before as they should be starting all-out attack formation. Yeah. Putting their best players on the field, get a comfortable lead, 4 5 nothing going to the half. And this is where you can start transitioning younger guys, call-ups, CPL players, give them a chance, and actually cap-tie these guys. Yes, and that's, that's the big thing. So today, uh, FIFA proposed a rule change um, about uh, switching nationalities, switching national teams. And uh, when you look at the European sides, England, Germany, Italy, Spain, France, any any European side or South American side, what they do is they cap tie their players quickly. They want to get them cap tied because they don't want them playing against their national team. This new rule that is getting proposed is 
um, basically, I don't know that uh, the exact dynamics of it, but basically you'd be able to switch national teams. Like, so a Tamori plays for Chelsea. Um, he is now cap tied to England. But because of his age and because of how many caps he's played and the significance of those caps, he could potentially switch back to Canada. Now, if I'm John Herdman, I think I go and cap tie as many players playing in Europe as possible. Um, Omar Marmouche plays for Fenerbahce um, in the Turkish League. He plays on the U23 Dutch team. I'm making a phone call to him instantly. Boom, come play for us. Right. There's so many players. Uh, Stefan Mitrovic, he plays in uh, Serbia. He's 18 years old. He's another one. I'd be calling. Right. There's uh, Kennedy just signed in Bundesliga 2. Right. I'd, I'd be calling him. Get Hey, cap time. Boom, boom, boom. Cap tie these players. Get them going because it's very important. Right. You know who your high profile players are. These next four games. I'd start calling up players that necessarily, you know, Maybe not say they wouldn't start on the national team, but definitely you need them cap tied, mm-hmm. right? You have European sides that they have a, an abundance of players. You, I'll give you an example for the European qualifiers. You look at Italy's team. Um, I have Italian background, so I I follow the national team. Out of the forty players they had to choose their twenty three player roster from, um, every single player was playing on a first division in Europe. So that'd be Syria, um, the French Ligue 1. Uh, La Liga, Premier League, Bundesliga, they're playing in the top leagues, right? Um, you look at Canada's roster, you'd be lucky to find players playing in the MLS. Yeah, we have a, an abundance of attacking players playing in Europe, but what about center backs? You know, mm-hmm. there's center think, backs playing I in Europe. I think that's the problem position we have is the defensive, the defensive positions. So you have center back, who are we going to have there? We have left back, who are we going to have there? Right back, even, right? Because if we're going to have Fonzo, like we kind of discussed in our episode one, Alfonso has to be in attacking position. Yeah. So then that leaves us susceptible to our positions in the back, defenders. I do agree with you that Herdman should get on the phone. He should be calling every single player that he can. His staff, they should be calling every single player in Europe, getting them to the Canada national team, getting them to the camps. Potentially, if they're good enough, they're going to make the roster. They're going to get yeah. cap-tied. We should be doing that. Absolutely. I agree in that stance. So guys like Tristan Borges, CPL Player of the Year, he should be getting a cap. Amir Didic, guys like that. Dominic Zator. Those are defensive players. Tristan Borges is obviously attacking, but Amir, Dominic, they're defensive players. Yep. They should be coming in center back, left back position, seeing what they have. Can they provide that? Now that you instance? and I now you and I had an argument earlier today when when I brought up this rule change mm-hmm. about a guy like Tamori. And it's a heated argument that um, if you were the manager of the national team, mm-hmm. you would feel um, a, a bad taste in your mouth calling him and saying, come play for the national team after he already snubbed us. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to you know us as Canadians not having an abundance of, say, defensive players because we have a lot of attacking players and there's a lot more in the world that we can go and choose from that are attacking players that have Canadian backgrounds. We don't have as many defensive players. So like a guy like Tamori, if I were the national team coach, I would allow him to come back because we need that defensive player. And uh, you're on the side that maybe no, because, you know, that snub, it, it, it hurts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's your take on that? I do agree with you in the stance that Herdman and Canada don't have the luxury of choosing players that they want. They don't yeah. have the luxury of having, like in Italy, having 20, 30,000 players that they can choose from. And yeah. then obviously they're going to have one of the best teams because of that. We have, what, 900 to 1,000 players Playing, playing professional playing soccer, professional soccer yeah. in Canada, which obviously is going to start increasing. Or as Canadians. Yeah. as Canadians. As Canadians. So a guy like Tamori, um, I'm kind of in the 
in the back end of that. So I'm seeing as if this guy, if Canada is not his first choice, I don't agree that Herdman should get on the phone and say, hey, come play for us. Because that makes Team Canada and the national program look like a second, third tier program. That's saying, hey, you can go try your shot somewhere else. Come back to Canada if you want after. Yeah, these are great players playing in Europe, getting with Chelsea with their program. Yes, but I don't, I don't agree with the position of bringing these players in, allowing them to now play for Canada, when guys that have already committed to Team Canada said, I will only play for Canada, you're kind of kicking them out to make a position for a player that's played somewhere else uh -huh. and wasn't good enough to make that squad. So you're saying basically go after the players that aren't cap tied anywhere first mm -hmm. um, before this real change. We don't know if it's going to go through. It's September 18th. The mm -hmm. voting is going to happen with the 211 uh, um, conferences, the national teams. Um, but you're saying basically give the Omar Marmouche, give the Kennedy, mm -hmm. give them opportunities first to play for the national team yeah. um, before giving players that want to switch. Yeah, I would absolutely say get our youngsters in there, get on the phones, cap tie them first. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's about representing your country, right? It's about putting the, the Canada jersey on, representing your country. If this guy's already worn an England jersey, now he's coming to play for Canada. It's not like club soccer. You don't, can't switch whenever you don't feel comfortable. You can't just say, get up, I'm going to play for Canada now, right? It's about representing your country on the international stage. So these young players that haven't been cap-tied, that are playing first, second league in Europe, absolutely we should get on the phone, cap-tie them, get them on the roster, and give them an opportunity. Because like we said, we have positions of need on this team, at the defensive position, at the goalie when Borjan's going to be retiring in the next few years. Yeah, he might we only last another in. two, three years. We need to get guys in. Uh, Sebastian Brezza plays for Bologna in Syria. He's the backup goalie. He was just loaned out, um, but he was a backup goalie for Bologna. He has Canadian heritage. So you have a guy playing in Syria. You have a guy playing in the Turkish League, the Serbian League. We have a lot of players playing in the Portuguese League. Um, we we have players. We have players to choose from. And it's not like we don't, you know, but majority of them are attacking players, mm -hmm. right? We need to start finding center backs. We have Kennedy. Yeah, he just signed in Bundesliga 2. Huge. That could be huge, right? Um, but... Right now, we need to figure it out. I think um, I think it's more about developing what we have, creating a system, and building a winning culture out of what we have. Yeah. So I'm not saying going and getting players that have already been capped. Um, if they've already played only the U23 level, absolutely, let's have them on, right? Yeah. We've had multiple players like that. But guys that have played first team, national team, I don't think we should even give them a call. I don't think so at all. Because now we're snubbing players that actually want to be playing until Until you've made the calls to those other players. Until we have. And if they say, yeah. hey, I'm not... I don't want to play, I'm not ready, I'm not good enough, then I think maybe at the very end of that position, then we can start calling guys that have already already committed to other teams that aren't getting their chances. So I don't think we should do it right away. I think we can transition into that, but I think we have to develop what we have, especially with the CPL starting, a lot of Canadian talent in that league. Why are we not giving them chances? We've called up a couple, Carducci, Amir Didic, Zator. Let's give them chances. Why? Yeah. Why would we not, right? 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Do you think they should use their top-end talent first couple games, or do you think they should go for CPL players Absolutely. off the top of your head? Absolutely. I think they should go all-out attack every single game and really really create a culture of, hey, we're here to win every game. This is We're taking this serious. We're not going to be any lazy times. We're going to be starting our blessed 11 and then see where you're at halftime, see where you're at the 70th minute, and that's where you start transitioning other players in the field. Give them some minutes, get them comfortable, and then and then really start going from there. So you want to go for the throats, and then as soon as it's done, you can start putting on other well, players. Absolutely, because we're projecting that they're going to absolutely slaughter everybody in round one. But now it's coming to round two and round three when you're playing harder teams. 
because the final round you're playing us mexico cuba you're playing hard teams not cuba costa rica costa rica there you go you're playing hard teams right so now you want to be giving these guys minutes so that they can build chemistry together give them 45 50 minutes to play together yeah. right no and i transition these other players on get them cap tied give them minutes and then see what see what they can offer for us i mean at the end of the day canada is uh going into this this first round canada is the best team they do have one of the easiest groups if not the easiest group i do think they should go four and oh I do think it should be a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not ever play this EZF competition mm-hmm. um, ever again. It's just kind of a blessing that they get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right. They need to yeah. build. They need to get going. Um, that brings us to the end of our episode of Hot Topic. Um, it's going to be a weekly thing. Keep your eyes open. Um, also, we're going to have a poll. Um, do you think Canada should call up CPL players and throw them into the mix? Or do you think they should go after the throats of each of the opponents and basically kill them? Let us know what you think. Thanks again. Thank you.